How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just jump right into it. Uh, I was debating as to like what uh, I wanted to talk about today, but I think today what I do want to talk about is um, artificial intelligence. I bring it up a lot in my podcasts uh, and my previous ones, especially I think it was my uh, reasons why I didn't go to college, and I think there was another one as well, but... Um, I always, it, it, it's so funny about six years ago. It's so crazy to think about six, five. I'm trying to think how long it's been since I've been here in Vegas, five years. So about five years ago, a great YouTuber by the name of CGP gray, very informative uh, videos that he does. They're really great. If you if you love learning, definitely the type of person to watch. He's probably one of the most brilliant people I can watch on, on YouTube. It's sad that he doesn't make too many videos. He probably makes a video every like three months. So it's, it's kind of a drag. But anyways, he made a video that um, made it so far. It made it all the way to the news. And it addressed something that a lot of people need to talk about. And that is uh, the impact that artificial intelligence is going to have now. And the drastic impact it's going to have on people in the near future. And in the video, uh, the video is called, if I remember correctly, humans need not apply. And so the video is, he starts off by talking about um, just the, the history of, of, of an American and the jobs that most Americans worked just 100 years ago, like 120 years ago. And if you looked, the majority of jobs that Americans worked, about 80% of Americans, they worked in, in some form of agricultural job role. And that was due to um, that was due to just technology wasn't – we didn't go through the Industrial Revolution and everything was just, you know, technology wasn't that advanced at the time. Um, it's like 150 years ago. Um, fast forward to the Industrial Revolution and the invention of automobiles and you go from – overnight you go from – everyone using horseback to get to where they were going, taking days just to get to a destination to now people's little, like they needed to think about building roads to cities because they had this new thing called an automobile. And I mean, obviously they had trains as well, but automobiles allowed people to just go wherever they wanted to go as long as they had enough fuel for their vehicles. And the vehicles then are pretty much the, exactly the same with the vehicles now. I mean, obviously, to start them was a little bit different. Um, but it was the same four wheels. You drive with a steering wheel. Once you got the thing going, it, it drove the same way. And they had to transition from uh, a measuring system of just how many horses to horsepower. Literally, overnight, once Henry Ford and, and everyone else that uh, was developing vehicles in, in America, our country changed forever and so he talks about this history and he talks about the life of a horse and he was like you know it wasn't like horses once the automobile came out it wasn't like horses could just go and get a new type of job there was no job out there for horses the only thing horses could do was transport man you know into war into battle into you know to get to the next town over to do whatever they need to do, like labor on the ground, you know, farming, agriculture, all that had to be done by a horse and a, and a person and some kind of other invention related to horses. And so when <laughs> you see the horse population literally 
decrease overnight. Literally, there was like thousands and thousands of horses down to hundreds of horses in America because of vehicles, because you just never needed a horse anymore. The only people that used horses now was more for hobbies than anything else. And he brings up a, a, a just how the if you can imagine a person, a, a horse being like a person in the sense that once its job was replaced, there was no other job it could get into. Well, he took that analogy and took it fast forward to now with the invention of the internet and um, and these robots that are just pretty much everywhere. I mean, you if you have an Alexa, you have a Google Home, you know, you know what artificial intelligence is. If you use Siri, OK Google, or oh god, <laughs> whoops, um, and. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Google, stop. Perfect example of our, perfect example of artificial intelligence. <laughs> so, I mean, you know what I have in my house. So, if you ever wanted to send me a video and and say those two words to trigger it, please don't do that. Um, but a majority of us, every single day, are starting to absorb and utilize more artificial intelligence. It started to become a, a norm in people's lives when they uh, when people had iPhones and Siri came out for the first time. And then every company started to, to make their own form of artificial intelligence. And at first, people didn't really realize the impact that these, these things could do. I mean, it, it's they were just whatever. You could just talk to your phone once in a while and ask it to tell you a joke or you know, transcribe text messages. But if you think to your daily life now, I bet a majority of you utilize some form of artificial intelligence in some way, some fashion. And what a lot of you don't realize is that other ways that you don't think artificial intelligence exists, you'd be very surprised. For instance, about 30 to 40% of the financial market, uh, like stock trading, doesn't even happen through stock traders anymore. It's very rich brokers or very rich people in general that develop an artificial intelligence. I actually know someone. I know a couple people that um, they uh, I've met them, you know, obviously just talking to different people, but I've met people that have this. It's it's so awesome to talk about. I think the first time I talked to someone was um, this guy when I was living in Colombia. I, I brought up the story uh, a couple podcasts ago that I used to, I had a beach house in Colombia and I lived out there for two years and I lived in this beach house in Santa Marta and I would go to this hostel all the time because I just love meeting new people all the time and hostels are just a great environment to meet people all the time. And it was a party hostel too. So it was really great to just socialize and have a good time with people. And I remember there was this one guy. I'll never forget his name. His name is Gavin. I hope he's listening to this. Um, And he was just always like, everyone's just like having fun drinking. The whole second floor is pretty much just like a big bar. It's so cool. And everyone's drinking and and like they're watching like sports. It's like a pretty big in Columbia, like soccer is at least. And... Everyone's like watching, drinking, and I just see this guy just on his laptop, just watching the games. There's like hey, mayhem going on all around. You know, people just drunk, having a good time. You know, painting their faces. That's just like the the culture out there in Colombia. It's like, you know, well, I mean, it's the same here. Like for football, people like face paint themselves. They go crazy for their football games. Same thing out there. And I just see this guy, and he just like I I just I remember the day that I had to talk to him because he was like he talked to one of the bartenders. He was like, Hey, can you like change the TV to like a random golf game that was going on? And I was like, golf, what the hell is this guy? Who is this guy? 
Uh, he was European, of course. I could tell he's not. He wasn't Colombian. He was someone from somewhere like Germany. Who knows the UK? I talked to him. I sat down and talked to him. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I see you. I see you literally every single day on your laptop first thing in the morning. Throughout the entire day, we're all getting slammed, drunk, having a good time. People are just going wild, and you're just always sitting at this table, just on your laptop. What are you working on? Are you an author? Are you like writing a blog? Um, and he was like, no, actually, um, I, I'm sports betting right now. And I was like, oh, sports betting this before I moved to uh, Vegas, but I knew of sports betting. I used to do a little bit of it for football when I was in Florida, illegally, you're not supposed to, but, um, I used to do it. And, um, and I was like, oh, sports betting. That's cool. So like, uh, what platform are you using? And he was like, oh. Well, actually, uh, me and my business partner, we developed a program where essentially he was like, I've been doing this for years. I've been doing it for like 10 years, 15 years. And um, me and my my partner, we don't actually bet. We don't do the betting. Um, We have a program that does all the betting for us. And I was like, what? And the moment he said that, I was like, I'm buying this guy drinks. I I just want to pick this guy's brain. The moment he said that he leveraged his time and had a program do things for him. I had to pick this guy's brain. I'm fascinated by people that do stuff like this. And I just love technology and to learn that this guy was somehow using a program that took money out of his bank account and then bet on sports betting websites. And he made money all the time doing that. It was just amazing. So anyways, um, I pick his brain and he tells me that, yeah, like he was the expert on, on betting on sports and he was doing it for a long time. And then he had a, a friend of his that was uh, a worked in uh, banking. He did like underwriting. I think I think that's the story. He had like an underwriting slash programming background, and his job when he was working for these large banks was just lo- looking for risk and looking for ways to arbitrage um, in trading. And so arbitrage is a word that you just don't really hear anymore because it's nearly impossible. And I bet for him now it's probably even more so more difficult. But I mean, he, he by this point, he was already rich. This guy was super rich off of this. But essentially what arbitrage is, it's a financial term, which means that whenever you make an exchange or a trade, you never lose money. So you always have a guaranteed, if you know what you're doing, you always have a guarantee to always make profit. So when you trade on a stock, you always know you're making money. Guaranteed. And so it's just unheard of nowadays because it happened more so back in the day because people could just manipulate systems and there was no checks and balances back then but as technology improves you know these systems are are built in a way to never allow something like this to happen because to always be able to make money from and never have the the opportunity to to risk loss is just unheard of i mean everyone would get into that if they could because you would just for every dollar you put in you would get two dollars out and it's just like what it's like printing money at that point well, I find out that his program, essentially to summarize what his program does, is it essentially goes through all the sports betting websites in all the internet, like all the popular ones. And on each sports betting website, on each sport that's going on, and this guy was betting on every sport, not just one specific sport, but every sport. Not him, but his program. And essentially, each uh, company or each website has their own unique spread. Nowadays, it's about very close but when you talk about international businesses, because again, it's online, he could just put his money wherever. Um, 
each company to attract their attract people, they'll have a different spread. And what a spread is, is the likelihood of one person winning over the other. And so let's say the, the Patriots, like we'll use a football team. Everyone that's probably listening to this knows football, the Patriots, everyone knows the Patriots are like one of the most winningest team out there in recent times, at least uh, with Tom Brady. We'll just say with Tom Brady, obviously he doesn't play for them anymore, but they're playing against, Who's the worst team right now? Uh, I don't know. Let's just say the Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. You know, sorry, Florida people, but I mean the Dolphins just—they're—they're they're not the same. They—they'll never be. They're, they're getting there, but they're just not going to be the same for a while, like they were in the nineties. But anyways, you would likely, more than likely, know that the Patriots are probably going to beat the Dolphins, even though actually last year they lost to the Dolphins. Funny enough, this is a horrible example, but um. More than nine times out of ten, you're probably going to bet the Patriots to beat the Dolphins. You just logically, you're going to do that. They're just they have a a better track record. So you would uh, like in sports betting, there's uh, the spread would benefit more to Patriots than it would the Dolphins. Well, depending on the spread depends on the amount you're going to get paid out. And if you bet for the Patriots, you're not going to make as much as if you were to bet on the Dolphins, of course, because riskier to bet for the Dolphins. Well, this guy, he would his program would bet on teams that were very close their spread was very close it was it was like a coin flip on who was going to win but on the sports betting websites they would have a different spread and what he would do is he would bet money and on all these websites on these teams and at the very end the program would calculate like the odds that this team was going to win more than the other team like this much more and it would arbitrage win but to make sure that he wasn't getting like caught by anyone, he was only betting small amounts, but on every sport that was going on in every single day. And if you play sports or if you watch sports, you know, on any given day, there's always some like multitudes of different sports being played all around the world, not just here in the US. And so if you have a program that's betting on all these different sports, you, you could probably bet on 20 to 30 different games each day, especially during the summer uh, going into fall. And um essentially he was making like nickels like nickels to dimes on these different games but if you build that up in a single day he was making you know a good 300 400 dollars a day doing absolutely nothing pretty much and just having the system just do all the sports betting i don't think it, it can work like this anymore because I, I feel like the systems are more integrated now and uh but then when i knew him this was a thing. And he was telling me that he was, he had this for a while and he showed me the program. He showed me how it worked. He showed me his, his, this guy was so open. He was super cool. Um, really an awesome guy. I, I mean, obviously he knew that I couldn't compete with him by just listening to him. I had to know about how to bet on every different sport, how to program a program, like how to have the funds to do this. So he didn't care. He knew there was no way I was ever going to compete against him with this. So it was really cool to just watch this guy, just show me all of this. And then I get I come back from Colombia. I moved to Vegas, and I see CGP uh, Gray's video on humans need not apply. And I was just amazed by just how artificial intelligence really is going to take away jobs. Like when you hear politicians say that our jobs are being shipped overseas, it is complete bullshit. Like any economist will tell you that the only reason jobs are disappearing in this country, yes, there are some job losses to foreign nations. It's just a part of globalization. 
but we tend to also hire people um, for unique job industries that just don't exist around the world as well. So it's almost, it evens itself out, but manufacturing definitely has taken a loss, but the manufacturing job isn't lost because of like, let's say any international like country right now known for um, manufacturing China, India, um, and a lot of like uh, Asian countries. The reason why, because over there, the labor is so cheap. And so you think, oh, well, labor is more expensive here. That's why we're shipping the jobs over there. No, that's not the reason why. The reason why this is happening is because, honestly, we have robots that do the job. We have a ton of manufacturing that happens here in the, in the U.S., but all those, all the manufacturing is being done by robots and programs that just build all these things. They never sleep. They don't have, they don't need a liability insurance. They don't need a salary. They're perfect for businesses. And so CGP Gray was talking about how right now, um, here's a, here's actually something intriguing. You know, when you go on a website right now and you're signing up for a new membership on a different website and it says like, you need to verify you're not a robot by doing this CAPTCHA. Have you ever wondered why those CAPTCHAs always are somehow vehicle related? Like pick out the bus pick out the the intersections, pick out the road sign, the stop sign, whatever. It's always something to do with like traffic, right? You know why you're doing that? CAPTCHA, what they're doing is they're training robots that are being used by companies like, and then what they do is they take this technology and they license it out to companies like Tesla, uh, GM, and everyone that's investing in autonomous vehicles right now. That's what they're doing with that information. So what you're essentially doing is you're training robots to recognize signs and things of that nature so then they can compile this information. And the more information they have, the more accurate these programs work. And so we live in a world now where programs are programming other programs. It's no longer like a programmer is programming a program. It's like it starts with a programmer, a human programmer. He makes a program that's so smart it's capable of training other programs and it can build multitudes of different programs. Eventually, we're going to get to a world where we won't even need programmers anymore because these computer programs will just build whatever. You'll just type in what you want this thing to do and it'll just do it for you. I have a, uh, a website that I, uh, I have multiple websites, but I have a website that I use through a company called Wix. Uh, they're like my website hosting company. When I first got on with them, I had to literally labor all my work for each website that I had. I had to just develop the whole thing. It was very annoying. It took up a lot of time. Now, you go to Wix right now or you go to Squarespace, you say, what are you doing? Blogging, business. Okay, what type of int- like what type of market? This type of market, that type of market. What kind of functions do you need? This kind of function, that function. And then what kind of uh, layout out of like these 50 different layouts do you like? Okay, I like these three layouts. Perfect. Bing, 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 bing. At the end, website, it's already 90% done. All you have to do now is just type in and edit the words inside. It is so easy to develop a website. Now, to make a custom website and like have it have a little bit additional functionality, sure, you know, that, that requires some work. But to, to start up like, a, I don't know, an e-commerce website to accept payments and sell products, you right now could go on Wix, go on Squarespace right now, start a free account just to sh- just approve it. And it's insane how clean of a website you can have made in literally two seconds. When I have people comment on my website, so they're like, man, this website's very, like, it's very clean and everything. I'm like, <laughs> I laugh inside because I'm like, I didn't even do any of the work. The work was done by these robots. 
Um, translating. You can now take uh, download Google Translate on your phone. You could go to, I think it, it's up to 100 different languages, which is pretty much a majority of the languages ever spoken. And uh, it used to be like you had to type into Google Translate and be like, okay, I need to translate this. And it would take forever and you would need internet access. Now you can have Google Translate on your phone offline talking to someone. I, I love using this feature. I could talk in my native language in English, put in there who I'm talking to, Japanese, you know, Spanish speaker. I talk to them and it it speaks for me in their native tongue. I don't even need to type anymore. And when they talk, they just talk to my phone and it tells me what they're saying. Boom. Super clean, doesn't need to use, uh, if you don't have internet access, you could just download the, the languages to your phone and it just automatically does it. So you don't even need internet. You could have your phone offline and go to any country and pretty much speak with anyone. Artificial intelligence. The, the world that we're getting to, and those are jobs, translations, interpreters. My wife is an interpreter and she makes, and that job field makes buku money in that job field. But that industry is slowly getting diminished. It, the, the the systems aren't perfect, but they're getting there. Transportation, autonomous cars. I mean, Tesla's already claiming that their cars can pretty much do everything except for drive in a city. You want to drive in a highway? If you want to go from Florida to, to California, a majority of that is highway travel. They can do it. 80% of the drive, your car is driving itself. You don't even have to drive anymore. And, and I it blew my mind when I watched the CGP Gray video that it was like 10% of... All of employ, employment in the in the U.S. and around the world, ten percent of it is transportation, semi truck drivers, uh, drivers of like I mean pretty anything anything that requires you to operate a vehicle and drive. That's about ten percent of the workforce. That's all disappearing. Three years ago, here in Las Vegas and Planet Hollywood, a bar opened up that was the first bar in Las Vegas that had a fully robotic system that served you drinks you go on a tablet you buy you order your drink and boom you would see a robot arm pour the exact measurement of shot and mixer now i've heard of hotels starting to implement these systems and bartenders are losing their jobs why pay a bartender that's going to over pour or get drunk on the job and become a liability when now you can have a robot that pours exact amounts it doesn't over pour you can watch exactly what it's the pouring, you could track it all on a computer system as a business owner. Why even have a bartender? Yeah, you lose that human to human contact, but people are probably going to be intrigued by having a, a robot serving them drinks. That little, um, that little uniqueness to it is, is intriguing to some people, especially when they've never seen something like that before. And when you think about it, businesses are offloading a lot of work because of these robots. Lawyers. A majority of lawyers' work is done through um, discovery. Like 90% of their work is done not going to court, but going through tons and tons and tons of paperwork to try to pick up on just the things that are important and relative to their case and how to win for their client. It's all there in documents that they have to sift through. Now, they have scanners. They pump it through a scanner, and, th- and they have programs now that just look for, for words and these scan documents, boom, 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 boom. This is an important document. This is a relative document. It cuts their time literally by like 75% of their time. They no longer have to, to worry about doing that. What does that mean though for the future of a lawyer? Their pay is probably going to be a lot less. 
paralegals probably going to be gone soon. Um, it's it's just unbelievable. It's so uh, the reason why I want to talk about artificial intelligence is because um, when I talked about my my not getting a college degree and and why I didn't do it, you know, those were choices that I could have made now, but my child, my daughter, and pretty much any of the future workforce generations that are coming in in the next five years and then later, they're really going to need to think very hard about jobs that they're going to do or, or degrees they're going to study that cannot be taken by, by artificial intelligence or robots because it's accelerating very quickly. If you look at Amazon, why do you think Amazon's probably one of the most valuable businesses out there? All of what they do is automated. Have you ever seen a video of all their warehouses? They have like 10 employees in a warehouse and the rest are just robots driving everything around. The the, the factory lines are just scanning, laser scanning and, and routing packages where they need to go, all technology. And then you just have one person there for just quality control to make sure the robots just aren't fucking going crazy. Uh, excuse my language. But I mean, it used to take, like it, that would probably take hundreds of people and now it's done by like, you know, 20 people in a warehouse, 30 people. It's by, uh, you know, understating it. But still, a majority of the work's done by artificial intelligence. What does that mean for Amazon? Their margins are so small that they can compete and and destroy every brick and mortar business out there. Because they could just, you know, ship packages super cheap uh, to people, offer massive discounts, offer a lot of logistical work, get packages to people within a day. Here in Las Vegas, I can order something the same day, get it, which is insane. It's super insane, but that's robots doing that work. That's someone's job that I took away. Those are people's jo- livelihoods gone. And that's for convenience. So as we be- demand more and more convenience, because that's just the American way, we want things faster, we want them cheaper, we want them this. The only way you're going to make things cheaper and more convenient is by eliminating the human factor. So with our demand for convenience and, 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 and the speed of, of just getting our things, the things that we want, we're killing jobs and it's wild to think about it, but we're going to get to a point where what we think how COVID-19 is affecting us and this unemployment of like 25%, 30% they're saying right now. That's going to be nothing in, in like 10 to 15 to 20 years if we don't already start to do something about it. And so CGP Gray, if you if you really are interested, it's like a 25-minute video. He does a way better job than I'm doing right now explaining just the impact that artificial intelligence is going to have on us right now. And it's easy for us to laugh and say, no, it's not. But I mean, really, think 10 years ago where your life was when, when it came to technology. Did you have a smartwatch? What was your cell phone like? What could your cell phone do? They say that your cell phone has more power than what the president of the United States had in his hands or available to him 60 years ago. So crazy to think about. But you have so much information. You could do so much damage with your cell phone. If you know how to program and do what you need to do, you could do it all off of this thing. And it's just wild the world that we're going to go into. And so when you do think about a degree that you're going to get into, if it's not something technical, it better be a trade because a trade just can't be replaced or it needs to be a job where you require licenses and it's like mandated by the state or the, or the country. Um, because if not, eventually those jobs are going to eventually disappear. And again, it's super easy to say not my job, but I mean, do 
what the uh my favorite thing to do is when someone tells me not my job i love saying okay what's your job and then going on youtube and saying that job like done by robot or robots doing this job and you can find youtube videos of pretty much just go go on youtube think of what your job is type on youtube robot doing this and you'll be amazed if it's not doing your job congratulations you're safe if it is doing your job you better watch out it's getting crazy and let me promise you this because so many businesses have been impacted by COVID-19 because their employees have to stay home and they get sick. You're going to tell me that a business, because they, they nearly went bankrupt, they're struggling right now, they're not going to think about possibly replacing some of some of us with robots because they probably are. Because COVID-19 just proved a point to businesses, and that is the human factor. Is we can't be fully invested in humans because the moment a plague comes in, it's over for our business. Our, our exposure to risk is too high. And then that person that called them a year ago saying, hey, I got a robot that could do you know half your employees work. I bet you a lot of these small business owners or even these big companies are calling those businesses back and being like, hey, can you go over that, that spiel about your robots again? And I bet automation and artificial intelligence is blowing up in money right now. So if you want to invest in anything, invest in companies like NVIDIA, who develops hardware for uh, artificial intelligence and and put your money into tech companies because AI is everywhere. You go on social media, that's AI. I mean, literally everything you do in your life is all artificial intelligence. Your convenience that you have in your life is all because of that. And so um, I know this it sounds kind of dark, but it's, it's eye-opening as well. And then I might do a future podcast where I talk about how I think this world that we're going to, even though immediately is dark, I think it's the right direction for humanity and how it might benefit us. Not our generation. Our generation is going to go through some dark ages for sure. And the next generation for sure. But if we could somehow figure it out in two generations, I think it's human like life on earth is just going to be so much better. But anyways, that's my two cents on AI. Uh, I would love to hear what you guys think about it. You guys can uh, DM me on social media. If you're hearing this, you probably just found it on Instagram or Facebook or if you want to just shoot me an email as well, you can do that at jason at tonguesoutpodcast.com. It'll be linked in the description in here. And uh, I want to thank you guys again for listening to my podcast. And I'll talk to you guys again soon or tomorrow. <laughs> Bye.